must be very near to me now I've been crying Welcome to Divine Throughline. I'm Ma Ananda Srimati, sometimes known as Julie Pyatt, and I'm here to share with you musings and perspectives on what it really means to live a life divine. Thanks so much for joining me. Uh, today on episode 29, uh, I'm with Brad at Swan Sound Studios, and we really wanted to take this opportunity to share uh, our own perspectives and experience around living in a world with so much terrorism. And uh, very sadly and tragically, uh, we experienced the bombings in Paris um, just some months ago. And um, and now, uh, very recently, just over the weekend, um, some very, very, very uh, intense uh, massacre of over 30 people in Brussels due to terrorist activity. And it's important to note that this kind of killing is actually happening all over the planet, really almost on a daily basis. And certain stories are picked up for one reason or another, you know, often because they're in maybe a more modern city or a more metropolitan city. So um, this is a reality of planet Earth. And uh, a lot of the uh, behavior and activity that is going on on this planet is seeped in some very, very, very dark um, energy. Um, but as a as a as a mom and as an artist and as a being living in a metropolitan city and actually living this modern life, uh, I really felt like it would be. Um, of service to explore this with Brad. I really felt like Brad would be the perfect person to kind of uh, go into this um, subject and really talk about it from different perspectives and different sides and and explore, you know, how do we live a life divine when you have this kind of horror going on, uh, you know, against our own brothers and sisters, our fellow humans um, that are just the same. They're, they're the same as all humans are the same. We have the same needs, the same desires, the same dreams, the same wants. Um, and it's, it's, a, it's just really um, quite staggering the level of violence um, that is happening on this planet. And used to be in, in sort of my younger days of spiritual path when I would um, you know, talk to spiritual teachers and they would uh, speak about the violence in such plain terms, I think I kind of took offense offense to it in a way because I was hanging on to my uh, kind of utopian idea of, you know, we're all love and light, or this is really great, or I like my life, or, you know, you sort of want to protect it, or you don't want to think of planet Earth as being a planet with so much, uh, you know, brutal murder and terror and violence, you know, existing, perpetrated by humans. Um, of course, there's a magnificence in the artistic expression of all the nature and the immense beauty of this planet. And she is such a gorgeous being, you know. So um, so anyway, Brad, I mean, you know, how, how did this affect you when you heard about it? And, you know, what was your experience? Like, how do you feel when when you, you know, get the Twitter feed or, you know, hear about it? In all honesty, this was one of the times when I didn't rush to go and check. Mm -hmm. um, I, I was a little bit surprised by that because usually, I mean, I, I don't necessarily rush to check, but there's this 
because of this, the brotherhood being attacked. And, and the, well, and like whole, an urgency. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. an urgency. The whole concept of, of terrorism and people actually planning on going to innocent places where innocent people are and blowing them up. Of course, that always affects me. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a huge proponent of protecting children and women and, and everyone mm-hmm. from any kind of terrorist act. So it's, it's slowly, I've, I've kind of let it in slowly. I haven't like gone all to the, oh my God, place because sometimes it's just it's just too much mm-hmm. I, I just feel too much about it yeah well and i think that's common in a, in a lot of ways it's it's um it's such a it's such a big it's such a big energetic experience to really comprehend mm. and uh i think so many of us feel so completely helpless about it yeah. because you know there's nothing you can do and so you almost just are like okay well that's you know, I have to compartmentalize, right? I'm going to compartmentalize and just focus on what you're doing. Yeah. And there's uh, there's some great wisdom in that. I mean, I trust your intuition, and and um, you know, I'm um, I'm not I'm not sure that that wasn't exactly the right the right thing for you to do at that moment. You know, like that's one of the things that I want to talk about during this episode is that you know one of the ways that we um, don't feed it is by staying out of fear and staying in love and doing what we love. Um, now there's something we can explore there. There's also, you also don't want to be in denial and and have a blind eye to the truth of what's going on. And you want to take your own responsibility to transform the violence within your own being because we're all connected. So this is, whoops, there's my ride. No, it's my phone, sorry. Um, <laughs> my ride's here, I gotta go. Um, so <laughs> It's nice talking to you. <laughs> So anyway, um, yeah, there's a, you know, I think there's a balance, you know, you need to, you, we need to understand what is going on and be, you know, um, knowing the truth Mm -hmm. is real freedom, you know, to really understand. Um, but I think that, you know, this is one of the, one of the things that we, we really need to explore and we need to understand is, um, the way that we overcome and we transform this kind of energy is by being rooted in our spiritual center of who we know we are like as divine beings. And then really, you know, there's only two forces on the planet, either love or fear. Those that's it. Those are your two choices. So we have to learn ways that we can choose love for ourselves and for our fellow humans. Yeah. So, well, this is great that I, I believe there has to be more dialogue like this. We mm-hmm. have to really start talking about, you know, what can we, what, how can we really be effective mm-hmm. as a, you know, in our own universe, in our own world, our own consciousness, and let that ripple out. Because if we just react, then like, you know, we are not taking responsibility, really. Right. We, we just become a part of that, that whole like fear. Exactly. Energy. And so... This is going to be really, really helpful for me because I've been mm-hmm. thinking about like how do we balance this? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> how do I? Because I do feel like there has to, you know we have to do something to to take care of each other to protect each other, and there are the questions I have are like you know what what do we do with people who are involved in terror? What what what, what do we do when our entire government is involved in terror? Yeah, it's 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 overwhelming. Yeah, it's it really overwhelming. overwhelming. It really does. I was driving over here today, and I I just got the sort of um, thought that, you know, you can't fight fire with fire. Mm-hmm. You know, like you fight fire with fire, you have a bigger fire. Yeah. Right. So, and the whole thing of if you're fighting for peace, you're still fighting, and who is us and them? Right. And mm-hmm. where my heart goes during these episodes and this, you know, um, 
you know, could be kind of controversial or surprising to people. But my heart goes to those terrorists, to those boys. I am immediately with those boys who perpetrated that act and what happened. And um, it it is an overwhelming um, compassion and empathy that I feel for the disconnect of the human being from its spiritual essence. Yeah. And there is no there is no act that is not answered so those beings whether they kill themselves or whether they you know whatever they do they are sitting with the karmic repercussions of taking human lives in brutal violence and that is an immense uh undertaking an immense consequence of their choices um so uh you know, there, like I said, there is no us in them. I immediately go back to the mother, you know, of those boys, mm-hmm. the the families of those boys, and um, I am I'm not quick to judge. I'm I'm really not quick to judge because I understand how much we all are connected and how you know many of us as, as parents we've had a child or we've had a loved one who's who's been out who's been out on a limb you know either mentally or they've been uh you know in some sort of cult or you know organization of of a belief system um you know that you know preys upon our young beings you know yeah. th- think about the world at large what someone could get involved in like a satanic cult or a you know, any kind of, uh, you know, uh, organization which controls or brainwashes or, you know, even the military, you know, it's like, it's, it's like, these are, these are our beings, there are children, and, and we're all connected, all of us are. And so the tragedy is on every single side. And, um, and, and where I go with that is back to the lifestyle that I'm sharing, you know, that I'm, um, that I am experiencing with my own husband, with my children. It's like, th- this is kind of the core for me. It's like bringing your family back together. It's like, we have lost our families by this, you know, spreading out and, you know, living in faraway places. And, uh, a lot of us aren't in contact with our loved ones, you know, like we used to be. And so, again, bringing back this strong family wellness around the the center of the home, the mm-hmm. kitchen, you know, cooking, loving your family through food, mm-hmm. through actually spending time with them, um, through homeschooling, through, you know, choosing your children over your career, you know, choosing your children over whatever your, you know, your issues are. Um, you know, these are things that I, that I believe you know, form a very strong and a very solid bond with your children. So they have a very good foundation. So they don't have to run to these other energies that are preying upon them. So that's one perspective. Yeah. And beautiful, beautiful perspective. And one that I, that I pray for Mm -hmm. just to really spread and be actually at the core Mm -hmm. of, of uh, humanity. Um, Okay, I'm just going to go there to like, so what do we do when we have these radical ideologies and children are born into that where the whole system is is based on pure fear mm-hmm. and that the highest being their God, 
whatever religion that it, that it might be, says, it is your duty to blow people up. Mm-hmm. And, and then, okay, there, there's that. And then also, what do we do when they're at our door? Like, how do we, mm-hmm. and, and our children are about to be, right. to be, to be damaged, to be killed, damaged, hurt, whatever. Sure. You know, it's, it, it just takes me there. I can't help but feel like, where is that? Because I hear you mm-hmm. and I believe in that too. Mm-hmm. And then there's this, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, being faced with that energy. Mm-hmm. What do we do? Well, I think there's a few different um, facets of it we can explore a little bit. And, and one that I want to, um, one place that I want to go is um, that the highest service that you can do for humanity is to self-realize, okay? So uh, you have all kinds of charitable um, organizations that are doing all kinds of work, you know, for, for disease and for different things. And they're, you know, they're, they're working to change things on the planet and all that's really great. And, And, you know, there's a place for it. However, nothing, Nothing is more important or more impactful or more transformational than you self-realizing, meaning going into your being in meditation and remembering that you are a divine being mm-hmm. and reconnecting with this divinity, this multidimensional nature of yourself. When you access that energy, there is a, even for a moment, like even if it's for a second and you have, a, you have an, like an illumined moment, that energy ripples out across not just this planet, but the multiverses, mm-hmm. and it transforms everything. Also, if you heal an imbalance within yourself, let's say you have alcoholism in your family, or you have violence in your family, physical abuse in your family, when you heal that, truly heal it within yourself, and you transcend it, you've healed seven generations forward in the future mm-hmm. and you've healed seven generations in the in the past and it may even be more than that it, at this moment in time that's like a sort of an ancestral or or mm-hmm. indigenous knowledge right of, we're yeah. talking about you know s- generations like you know we are the same we're all one um so so again right there it's like this always goes back to meditation so if you're looking at meditation from, from the outside, you can say, well, what do you mean? You're just sitting there. You're sitting there meditating and you need to be doing something, right? So what are you going to do about it? Well, the, the place we all have to start is within our own beings, within our own backyard, within whatever violence between any individual that you feel, you know, those buttons, those triggers, someone that you just, you know, you loathe or you hate or some memory you have of being beaten or abused that you haven't healed and you haven't resolved. That is a a really, really, really powerful key. And that does heal and it it transforms immensely. So that's that one thing. Now let's take a scenario. If I, you know, like, let's say you're in, you know, you're in a subway and there's a terrorist act and you're a spiritual being and you're a nonviolent being, right? Right. But this person comes in with a machine gun and there's a, you know, you, you find a, a machine gun next to you. The appropriate right action in that moment is to shoot, is to protect yourself. It's done. It's not done from premeditation though. You're not a being that's living in hate or that is cultivating hate in your life, or you didn't think about it and plan it, you know? But like in that moment of, of spontaneity, 
Like it's like the guru, like, like people say like, okay, they go, well, what about morals or what about ethics? You know, if you don't have the 10 commandments, then how do you know how to act? Mm -hmm. But the answer is if you're in alignment with your heart and you know who you are as a spiritual being, you will only act right. You can hear the lawnmower. I'm wondering. You're wondering. Just stay with me. We can okay. handle a lawn. A lawn. That's a lawnmower, well, you well, guys. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Brad, the engineer, is like, that's not good. No, so, um, so yeah, so if you're in, um, it, you know, again, it's, it's, it's right alignment, spontaneous right action. In a tantric sense, when you're in alignment with yourself, you can only act in right action. So you don't need someone to give you a rule and say, you know, don't you know don't sleep with someone else's partner like you would never do that it would never arise so a as a spiritual being that's where we're endeavoring to reconnect to to be fully in alignment with our spiritual self so we then are spontaneously in right action so if i was in that si situation and there were people that were going to be shot i would shoot yeah. And that maybe that's shocking to somebody because they go, what do you mean? You know, you're a spiritual person. You're supposed to be nonviolent. No, I'm not going to sit there and let them murder my kid like right in front of me. Yeah. Like that's that just won't happen. But it would be spontaneous. Right. And it was interesting because actually the boys reminded me of this. And this is kind of a another kind of controversial thing to really admit um, and talk about. But I think it's very important. You know, I... You know, I am a, a loving mother and have a very close relationship with my kids, and I'm not a, not an advocate of you know physical spanking or like you know hitting or correcting and that you know like right. the timeouts and all that kind of stuff. However, I gave birth to a certain individual who <laughs> who was managing so much energy, and uh, this is Mathis, my my daughter, who who probably would have been diagnosed autistic. I mean, a light level of aut autism, definitely managing a bunch of different energies. And there were a few times where she would get herself in this hysteria, like a hysterical situation. Mm -hmm. It was completely getting completely out of control. And the boys actually reminded me that I did something that I called a reset. And it means that I would, I would, touch her in a strong way, tap her in a very strong way, and I called it an, a reset. Mm -hmm. But the reason that I was in alignment and I felt in alignment to do that is that I was not emotionally angry at her. Mm -hmm. I was not uh, frustrated. I did not have any charge in it. It was like I was the guru and she was spinning out and she needed a reset. Mm -hmm. That energy was taking her in a in a weird place, in an intense, not good place. So I I did it, I think, on her leg, like quick. Like so she would and then it was she would stop. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I could then move on to the next thing. Mm -hmm. So, you know. Um, and a lot of times in, in spiritual practice, you, you'll read or hear about there are certain gurus, like in some, I think, uh, Japanese tradition or even uh, maybe it's Taoist, I don't know, where the guru will strike the student with a stick. Yeah. And then they go, you know, well, what do you mean? You know, that's your guru. Like they're enlightened. They're supposed to love you. They do. They love you more than anything. But if you're hysterical and you're going to spin yourself into, you know, a crevice and fall off the mountain, you know, something needs to be affected. So we have to understand being, being spiritual beings is not about being weak mm -hmm. or passive mm -hmm. or detached. Mm 
Mm-mm. It's about being fully aware and fully in the moment. And empowered. And empowered. And so, you know, um, that's, that's how I feel about the violence you know, the violence aspect. Yeah. And, you know, going back to, um, you know, you could, uh, I'm, I'm also, the same kind of experience that is in this category for me are these violent shootings, you know, mass massacres that happen, you know, in our country. Yes. And, <clears throat> you know, it's usually, it's often a young male, is it not? It is. Right? Yes. Okay. So young again. white male. Yeah. And so getting back to what is going on with that. What is going on with that? And, and what is the connection between the violence that this whole paradigm puts on the male, you know, in the structure, the male has to provide, you know, money and has to achieve a certain level of success and they have to be, you know, they have to fit into this certain uh, mold. And if they don't do it, they're a failure. Mm-hmm. You know, if they're not that kind of being, they're ostracized and they're, cast out. exactly. And I think that's a lot of uh, what my work has been so far in my lifetime is I, I rehabilitate the masculine. That's, mm-hmm. that's what I'm doing. You know, that's the work that Rich and I have done together. And uh, that's what I was doing through my financial collapse, that I went through that as a spiritual test. And as, you know, a, a practice of transformation, which, which you witnessed, you were, you were with me through all of that. But if you look at it as a structure, that money structure is not a feminine structure. It's a masculine structure. So I think the key lies in our men, our young men, our boys. Like, are we allowing them to be fully full beings and to experience femininity to experience softness and beauty and love and not have that burden on them, you know, that if they don't provide at this certain level, then they're a nobody, then they, then, you know, then they, they don't matter. And furthermore, going furthermore into the school structure, the schools being um, really just an outdated model of, you know, industry of like producing widgets or something right. like that. <clears throat> And now you look at the energetics of these beings that are coming in, and because the parents aren't aware and they aren't connected to the spirituality, the children are funneled into that, you know, that assembly line, and and their energetics can't take that. Like that's not that's not loving to them. It's not supportive to them. So they feel disconnected, like outcasts. They feel disregarded. Um, and that's violent to them. So there is violent perpetrated on them. And then suddenly you have, you know, this, this boy who never spoke to anybody who just walked around school and then he goes out and gets a gun and, you know, kills like all these people. So it's very different. Um, you know, this, these are two, obviously two different, um, experiences you know one is a whole you know vigilante organization that you know has its own its own energetic and you know one is 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 uh is you know one individual Mm -hmm. you know losing themselves Mm -hmm. so now let me talk about the spiritual aspects of of what happens in these situations and that is that um like I've said before, there's all kinds of energy that exists on the planet. There's really beautiful, you know, expanded energy, and there's very, very dark, 
um, contracted energy. And that takes a multitude of forms. Um, the danger um, of not owning your spiritual essence, of not learning about your light body and cultivating this remembrance that we are divine beings, we are living in this human experience, it, any fragmentation in your field, if you are uh, bipolar, if you have uh, sexual abuse, if you have trauma, if you have uh, abandonment issues, um, drug uh, addiction, any of these, these are fragmentations. And what will happen is the energy, the dark energy on the planet will find your weakness and it can penetrate your your body or your energy field at this place of weakness. And I really believe and I feel that when these things happen, it's not it's not the pure human because a human being would never do such things. It's not in our makeup. It's not in our DNA. I really believe humanity and human beings are very beautiful, expanded beings that do amazing things. But what happens is, we get fragmented and without the proper care and tools to heal um, our own issues and many times their ancestral issues. So you're dealing with violence, you know, in, in some of these cases that's thousands of years old, you know, thousands of years of loved ones being obliterated in, in violence, you know? Um, and one time, I met a woman on, on the plane, actually, on the way to Paris, and she was uh, maybe about 10 or 15 years older than I am, and she had raised children in a war zone. And we talked very intimately about her experience of living in a war zone, literally uh, there being attacks and her driving her car through gunfire to go up to get her kids out of school. And I asked her about the spiritual, her spiritual life, and her answer to me was that there was no time to consider spirituality because they were just in survival. Yeah. And that could be the kind of being she is, because if I was faced with that survival, like it would not, it would deepen my spirituality. But I saw, you know, a possibility that that maybe when you're living in that much trauma, and she lived eleven years in that in that energy. 11 years she was doing that. Mm -hmm. And and now she's just starting to eat plant-based and she's not living in that war zone anymore. And, you know, all of her kids lived, I believe, and she was blessed and that was really, really good. But um, getting back to the fragmentation. So what happens is, is, is uh, somehow this dark possession, it's really a possession, attaches to the being and the person that's walking in and shooting the entire school, it's not the, it's not that person. It's, it's got another energy that has taken over it. So you're saying another, it. another entity. Yeah. It's another entity. And so maybe because I understand that I understand it at that playing field is why I, you know, I, I hurt and I feel that for that being, I feel mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, there's another, okay, so then let's take sort of another view, another perspective is, you know, I was talking to um, my friend Juana, who helps me in my house and has been around my family for a long time. And, you know, we were talking about our children starting to drive. 
you know, driving and, and we were talking as mothers about how, well, I always make sure this, or I always check here, you know, and I always, you know, make sure that, you know, they're not driving late on the freeway or whatever mothers do. Mm -hmm. Right. And then I was telling her about, you know, my past and my drug history. And, you know, I mean, I didn't, an extensive amount of drugs at a very young age, completely unsupervised. Um, it is a miracle of God that I am alive. Right. You know? And so how does, then Then I have to look and I go, well, how does that all work? You know, I mean, if, if someone is taking their exit, that's their exit point. You know what I mean? If someone transitions, it's their moment. And so um, that perspective is, very true for me and really very helpful to me, you know, also. Um, so when you look at it sort of as a collective, as, as brutal as it is to lose someone that you love, and it is brutal, completely debilitating and, you know, seemingly should never happen to anybody anywhere. And every single person that died in those bombings was somebody's child. Every single person, including the boys that perpetrated it, mm -hmm. there's no beauty in that. There's no, you know, how do you find how do you find something meaningful from that? And I don't yet, see any devotion in that either. Yeah, there's no devotion there's no in devotion that. In like, that. oh, you know, no, there's not. It's 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 absolutely horrific. And yet, from some perspective that we can't see in our human selves, um. There is an immense light on the planet now. And I've been talking about a lot of suffering and a lot of my experience of, mm -hmm. you know, coming to this place. Mm -hmm. And I can say now with complete truth that we have activated a certain level of light on this planet that is causing a massive transformation. And it is an immense privilege to be in a human body right now and to be able to share our love and our light and our music and our art and our beauty. And I, I mean this for all of us. And when you bring the light in, the dark gets brought up. Mm -hmm. We're not going to see less of this happening in the short term. There's going to be more of this kind of thing happening. Uh, because the light is raising. Yeah. And so we have to stay in our awareness and in our knowing of our spiritual selves that these beings that have collectively decided to par participate in these scenarios are, um, they're, they're like angels or spiritual he heroes that they have agreed to take their exit at this point to bring this light in a certain way. And, you know, again, like I just want to say, I'm not minimizing the complete horror of what it is to lose somebody that you love in such a brutal way, in such a seemingly senseless, horrible, horrible way. And yet I know that the light will always prevail that there is no darkness that can exist in the light, mm -hmm. that this is a special moment in time, and that a massive change is coming and is already upon us. It's already happened. Yeah. And the, the dark forces or the, the beings that don't want this to happen 
they know they're losing ground. And so there is some desperation right. and some, some lashing out, you know, and some, there's, there's going to be some of this, but it is a beautiful time. So if you're feeling frustrated or you're feeling overwhelmed, um, do not feed the fear. Do not live in fear. Do not feed the fear. Find your core of who you are. You as a six-year-old child, what is it that delights you? What is it that gives you joy? How can you share that? How can you spread that energy with others? And cultivate loving, neutral compassion. It's the neutrality that gives you the power. Mm -hmm. If you go into anger, you're lower vibrating. They're pulling you down into that. I'm not saying draw a blind eye and don't look at what's happening. Know very well what's happening. And know that by holding your space in neutral loving compassion, by doing what you love, that you are safe, you are protected. There is nothing more um, powerful than being in an energy field of true alignment with your core, doing what you love, being neutral, being connected, eating healthy food. Um, don't use drugs. Don't, you know, drink till you're sick. Do not uh, engage in lower vibration mm -hmm. substances. So look at yourself as a whole unit, a whole ecosystem, and understand that you are protected in that. Mm -hmm. You are protected as you are sharing your light, your message, your creativity. And just know that there is a greater play at hand and, you know, absolutely send compassion and healing and love to all those that are brutalized in these senseless, act, seemingly senseless acts and, and horrific, you know, experiences, but know that you are protected mm -hmm. uh, by doing what you love, yeah. by being authentically mm -hmm. aligned. Yeah. So does that give you some more perspective or food for thought around? I think that's the most empowering thing, thing to do. Like you said, engage in activities that are higher frequency activities that bring you more into your authentic self where you are true power is the mm -hmm. power is not outside of ourselves mm -hmm. so i think that's might be where that choice comes between fear especially fear and love mm -hmm. it's like when i don't feel in that power that seat of power within mm -hmm. i'm more likely to move towards fear right that's when i will begin to make the the fearful choice you know that's when my when my head will start spinning and then i'll start to associate with fear thoughts rather than just staying in that neutrality that you're talking about mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which i think is vital and that really is the only thing i that is really the most potent and powerful thing i can do mm -hmm. you know i can't go join some some group that's against this or for that mm -hmm. you know to, to, to combat this thing if i am not f coming from my own true strength as you've been saying all along in all these podcasts it's what it's been about mm -hmm. why it's such a such a blessing and you know uh, privilege for me to be here just reminds me again and again that the world the universe that i want to inhabit safely is within absolutely it's, it's within me and as this is going on around me yes it bothers me deeply on many levels i can't stand the idea of people suffering mm 
I can't stand the idea of these children being brought up in these, I forget what they're called, and they're being brainwashed into believing that fear and hatred is, is God's plan for them. Mm. That's so violent. You know, mm-hmm. that violence has been perpetrated upon them for forever. I'm not saying that that excuses any act against anyone, but there's just, like you said, there's a greater play at, at hand. So it does come back to me. How am I, how is my inner world violent? When am I violent to myself? Unnecessarily like beating up on myself, attacking my own self, being brutal within. Mm-hmm. So the ripple effect of me being in my power and sitting in that and, and using these experiences, or not using them, but being reminded by these experiences to develop that world within, that strong, safe, hum- humane, human quality mm-hmm. within is, mm-hmm. is the that's you know when you're feeding me that that frequency beautiful beautifully shared um the other thing i wanted to just share um as well was i worked with a clairvoyant um some years ago her name was annette and uh she could see all akashic records meaning all your past lifetimes and she was like insanely open in a very extraordinary way. And I was working with her around the time that the Twin Towers were hit. Um, And we actually looked at that as a healing group in the aftermath on a psychic level or on an etheric level to see what happened. And I'll just share what she shared with me um, as a a perspective, as something to ponder or consider. Um, And it was basically that um, people were... uh, were after after the 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 planes hit people were uh like popped out of their bodies like very quickly and violently and there was uh like a certain set of them that were instantly in service they were like they were dead but they were um beings with a certain level of awareness and they were helping the other the other souls to move to a certain place and they were just just like as if they you know like they didn't miss a beat they were just literally like it happened and boom now we're in this okay let's do this let's do that so it was an extraordinary view of the resiliency of of the beings that we really are and what we're really dealing with and how they they were in service even after that the other thing that she shared with me was the uh, absolutely unbearable remorse of the pilots when they realized that what they had been told was not true. Um, and they were, uh, it was like a, like an eternal grief beyond anything ever imagined right. when they realized that they had participated in something like this mm-hmm. and that they had caused that. So that was very, very, very interesting. And then the other thing that I wanted to offer was, and this is one of the reasons why I do this podcast and why I talk to people in my community about death and the fact that I know there's no death. And I even spend time with atheists and, you know, I I share a lot about it um, because I know that uh, your belief systems um, can create a prison around you, mm-hmm. a structure around you. So if you believe very specifically that there is one Messiah or one person who is going to save you or who holds the power, then when you pass, your belief system may keep you constrained at that level. 
So it's another reason why I like to just mention, I mean, just me mentioning the fact that we're multidimensional beings having a simultaneous experience, just that awareness may open someone's consciousness up just a little. Mm -hmm. So maybe if they did drop the body, they would for a second go, no, wait, like I could go over here or this isn't the only reality for me. So I think as beings, um, belief systems are things um, that cause us to separate ourselves. They cause us to fight uh, each other, mm. to inflict violence upon each other because of what I believe and you believe. And if you don't believe what I believe, right. then where are we? Yeah. So I would really encourage, encourage us all to release our attachment to our beliefs mm. and start to get into a place of, I don't know. Mm. I, I like really that. don't I like know, that a lot. right? I know nothing. Yeah. And we always say, even on the spiritual path, the further we get, the more we know, the more we don't know. <laughs> mm -hmm. the, the more wise you become and the more years you go, you're like, yeah, I don't really know. And then finally coming around to even a greater point is that we are in this grand play um, on this planet, having this experience in these bodies in this specific configuration on planet Earth at this specific time. And in order for the play to happen, the movie to happen, someone's got to play all parts, yeah. right? So, I mean, I had a moment with, um, it was around President Bush. Don't ask me why. I'm not that political. I've, I tend to deal with it in a spiritual plane. Mm -hmm. um, however, um, I... Uh, I think I saw that it was a movie. It's a really famous director who did it too. Uh, and it was about George W. What was it called? It was like Scorsese or James Brolin. Was yeah, 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 yeah. But it was, it, maybe it wasn't Scorsese. It was no, no, no. It was the other one. Coppola. Did he do that? I I'm going to have to look I it up. Recall. I'm going to look it up. Anyway, I just realized at that time, um, because, you know, Bush stood for everything that I don't, Mm -hmm. find to be altruistic in my life or meaningful. And yet I understood him at some level that he had agreed to play that role. And I had to honor him mm. as a being, you know? So again, it's like, we just don't know. Yeah. We just don't know. You don't yeah. really know that much. So what can you do at the end of the day? You gotta, you gotta get connected to your spiritual nature. Mm, that's a good point. That's a good point. Because it's so easy to go, oh, this that flippin' idiot is doing this again and go on and on and, and be caught up in it. And I do want to say something, uh, not that I'm, uh, like I said, I'm not very political. And I, I kind of uh, consider, you know, politics like high school, which I never was popular in high school. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, look, they're at it again, those <laughs> high school kids in the in the student center, yeah, the <laughs> you know, it just seems, it seems so futile. Like, how can you really, you know, how can, it, and for me as a chef, it's like, how can you make something divine out of spoiled ingredients? Mm. You know, so the whole thing is just screwed from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. However, I do want to say that there is a very strong indication in the energy field for something very outrageous to happen uh, in the political field and, and really in all of life. Things that you never thought were possible before, things that you know, you know, are completely, you know, that can could never ever happen, they actually could happen. And so um, I think I've got to join my friend uh, Ed from Grizzly Bear and uh, 
I'm I'm with Bernie. Oh yeah. So there, I said it. I got political. There it is. It's there done. it is. It's official. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna go. F- I'm gonna just go for it because the other choices are definitely they're definitely a no. And I I want to give uh, Ed a, a huge shout out. Also, you know, he has like 750 thousand Instagram followers or something, and he's a musician and he's really stepped out and supported Bernie. And um, uh, I think that's really beautiful that mm-hmm. um, he's uh, attempting to use. Uh, his reach to uh, spread, you know, maybe that there is a possibility for a new way and that there might, you know, there just might be an opening. And there's, of course, everybody's like, oh, you're an idiot and that can never happen. And, you know, you know, you'll split the vote and, you know, all those things that we all say, but Hey, people told me that I would never be living in my house and uh, I am. So I'm going to just adopt that act as if, and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, I, I, I get excited about, about Bernie's message. Do you tell me, you know, you're a little bit more in that than uh, me. So like, I don't know about that, but I, I, um, Oh, sorry. Okay. I, so I just have to apologize. Yeah. Oliver Stone. I'm very sorry. <laughs> it's Oliver Stone right. who did, right. uh, W. Which makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. So Bernie, yeah, I, I see him as, um, he's trying to give us the power back. The power we, we're trying to empower the American public again and saying, "Look, it's your power. I'm just trying to facilitate that. You need to take it back. So mm-hmm. join me in giving it back to you." That's that's his message. And number one, you have no power, America. Mm-hmm. We have no power. We the people have no power as long as the campaign finance, as long as there is no campaign finance reform because it's a bought and paid for sure. Congress. And that's the bottom line. Hillary or anybody else, it doesn't really matter if Mitt Romney steps up and, you know, brokered convention and steps in. Whoever is in office is going to be running under that umbrella and, mm-hmm. or is going to be operating under that uh, umbrella and they have limited power. And I believe that, the, you know, whether you're a Republican or a Democrat, you're in, you're in office, you get a little bit of room to a maneuver. But overall, Everything else is pretty much controlled by the by the money, and that's how the system's set up. It's broken. Yeah, and, well, and it's like that in every single part of our lives. I mean, yeah. we see it everywhere. So why are we, you know, why are we in denial about it in the political yeah. system? Or thinking that, you know, that whole split the vote thing, you know, is like, well, well it's a you fear know. thing again, right? Right. The exactly. Fear starts to run, mm-hmm. and then it's. But you know, I'm for, you know, uh, a bird the burgeoning consciousness. I, I believe Bernie's message. Yeah, it's way it's, more in alignment. It's really about mm-hmm. what what's going on here, that's and right. so. That's right, I, and you know, I'm, I know. No, I'm I feel strongly. That. <laughs> That's right, and I think we need. Uh, he's Jewish, right? Yes. We need a loving Jewish elder. I mean, yeah. how amazing he's is that? He's a wise man. He's yeah, a he's a wise man. Compassionate and uh, compassionate yeah, man. man. So I think you know for sure. And he's strong. He's a strong. He's he's strong in yeah. his core. His rod. Right. connected strongly to, to his universe. Right. And you know, the other thing about him being older or whatever, it's like that, that's an, that's an asset, mm-hmm. you know, that is an asset. It's not about us picking like someone who looks like a movie star or somebody who's, you know, who looks good on the, on the cereal box. Oh, he's got a great jump shot. <laughs> yeah. He's a he's, basketball player. He gets out on the court and he sinks it. He's that's in, so cool. He's in good shape. Yeah. So anyway, so, you know, something amazing is going to happen. Many amazing things are going to happen. And uh, it's an amazing moment in time. We just uh, had a lunar eclipse yesterday. Mm. 
and uh, we're moving into just some extraordinary energy. So take the time, connect with yourself, um, and find your authentic voice, and do that knowing that by living your truth, you are blessing everyone around you. And please um, send love and compassion to uh, all beings on the planet and all places that are experiencing violence and war on a daily basis, even the places that don't get covered in the media, in the yeah, media. Yeah. And, um, anyway, um, it was really cool to sit with you and do this together. And I'm not going to do a second episode this week. Uh, we're just going to do this one. And, um, the song that I'm sharing this week is called, uh, beloved, and it's a song that I wrote when I was feeling uh, very, very lost. And um, uh, in the end, um, I knew that consciousness was in fact closer than ever, uh, even though I felt so alone. So anyway, I hope you enjoy the musical offering today. And Bradley, thank you. Thanks so much. Oh, Thanks for doing this. My, my, my pleasure. Very cool. I knew you would be perfect for it. All right. So until ne until next week, sending you guys uh, lots of love and grace and blessings to you and to your loved ones. Be well. Namaste. Namaste. If you are feeling some healing and you're wanting to go deeper, please check out my tools of transformation on my site at srimati.com. I've got the Plant Power Way cookbook. I have my music, two CDs, Mother of Mine and Jai Home. And I also have my meditation program that I highly recommend. It is transformational. I've been getting many, many emails from many of you. Uh, and uh, I had a, a beautiful man actually wrote a blog post about it this week, um, said that he wanted was avoiding it for, uh, for quite a while. And he actually started humming and had a huge emotional release. Um, and so I know how many of us are walking around suppressing and holding that shield over our hearts. And what we really need to do in order to be the healers and to transform the world is we need to reveal your heart. We need to know what's inside of there because what is inside of there is what is going to bless and heal the planet. So I know it's a little daunting. Uh, some of us have been spending years building walls around that heart. Uh, but this humming uh, meditation is quite powerful, and the entire program is very nurturing and very healing. In addition, this meditation will teach you how to build your light body, how to seal your field, and how to keep you in your own individual ecosystem, which will keep you safe, which will keep you connected. So please do try it out um, and let me know how it goes. Um, I also want to let you guys know that we had, surprisingly, a few spots come available on our May Italy retreat. Uh, we are also doing one in October. I'm doing this with my husband, Rich Roll, and my boys are also going to be there. It's going to be a week of transformation of... Uh, creativity and relationship and accessing your own individual ecosystem. Uh, we're going to have tea ceremony every mo every morning, um, DJ every night, uh, yoga every day, runs with Rich, and an entire week of plant power way food designed specifically for this Italian event. So um, I'm creating a whole plant power way Italia. And um, the other thing is... Um, 
Uh, if you're interested, go to uh, richroll.com. Oh, no, sorry, we have another website for that. It's ourplantpowerworld.com and email Mel, and she will fill you in on, on the details. Uh, so we have two trips. One is in May and one is October. So if you're interested, um, email her quick because uh, I'm sure that they'll go quickly. And then I uh, also wanted to let you guys know if you're interested in developing more intimacy in your relationships, please check out Rich and My Course on mindbodygreen.com. It's a little tricky to find it. If you go to mindbodygreen.com, uh, enter uh, Rich Roll, R-O-L-L, or my name, Julie Pyatt, in the search, uh, and you'll find our course on relationships. Uh, it's also relevant if you're not in a relationship, because really the ultimate thing is uh, developing your own framework to be in relationship with yourself. So uh, we're really proud of that offering. Uh, I think it could be of great service to uh, people all over in different stages of their lives. I also created a sacred sex uh, PDF. Brad, you might want to get your hands on this. <laughs> his, his eyebrows just lifted over the mic. <laughs> no, so this is a way to... Um, to take sex into sacred intention. It's a very, very powerful force. And it's a way that Rich and I keep our amazing chemistry alive after many, many years of being together. It's quite shocking. It surprises me, actually. Um, but it's not a tantric thing. So because in order to do tantra, you have to have two yogis. And I'm not married to a yogi. I'm married to an endurance athlete. So it's very, it's kind of cool that way. And then it's like modified, you know, it's very modernized. Mm -hmm. But um, anyway, you might find that helpful. And that's part of the program. Um, and I'm very, very excited. Uh, the boys and I have just started a partnership where we're going to be doing um, a lot of covers uh, of different songs actually uh, for film and TV. And so we get the benefit of that because I'm going to get to offer that uh, on the show on Divine Throughline. Brad's going to also be a part of that. So anyway, um, just more to come, more music to come. And uh, I just wanted to thank everybody that donated this week on PayPal. Um, you guys, it means everything to us. And because of you, uh, the show is going quite well. We are sneaking up on 100,000 downloads. Uh, and it's just, it's amazing. Um, so thank you so much. I want to thank Avalon. Thank you so much, Wesley. Um, Lawrence, Jamie, Jessica, Karen, and Anne. So thank you so much, you guys. Uh, really appreciate it. If you like what you hear um, and you're receiving some healing, uh, throw us a little donation. You can go to my site, srimati.com, go to the podcast page, and you'll find a button there that goes directly to PayPal. And then I noticed that we have 38 reviews on iTunes. I don't know. Does anybody care about reviews on iTunes? Maybe some people do. If you feel like it, um, you could leave us a review there and we would appreciate it. Um, I don't know. Don't do it unless you really want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. Okay, so I think that's it. So um, just sending you guys lots of love and blessings. I'll be back with two episodes next week. Uh, it was just a very intense uh, eclipse week and... I just couldn't get it together. So anyway, uh, sending you love. Thanks so much. Namaste. Beloved, you must be very near to me now. I've been crying. I'm dying.
different story now Each part of me in pieces on the ground Darkness hails I'm so afraid Please help me Help me to find my way home Thunder sounds Different presence now Pretty baby from another space in Lightness heals Bring me to me now.